what they're trying to get people to do is pay you to work out. And it seems like every single Web3 app that has is working on the technology, they're all about paying you to work out. If you're not motivated to work out, I don't know if paying you is actually going to make the difference. Created live on Fireside. Today, I'm going to be talking fit, tech, focus, sports, and fitness edition. I was considering revamping one of my series that I do that's part of Athletic Definition, which is the sports and fitness news. And since I'm always kind of doing tech shows and Web3 and going back over a year, you know, fitness in the metaverse, I thought I would do one that's kind of just focused on that, see how it goes. I would love your feedback if you're watching in the audience or if you're just watching on the stream live here on Fireside, uh, Twitch, or anywhere else. Feel free to leave me a message or come up on stage and let me know if you would like this series to go on if you like the idea or should I completely end the other one let me know we're trying it out see how it goes all right thank everybody for joining I know we've all heard of web 3 and what I did I, I started looking at the new fitness apps that are coming out and pretty much everything that I keep seeing about web 3 fitness apps I'm not really a big fan of it what they're trying to get people to do is pay you to work out. And it seems like every single Web3 app that has is working on the technology, they're all about paying you to work out. If you're not motivated to work out, I don't know if paying you is actually going to make the difference. Most of the health issues that we have are reversible. A lot of them are, are preventable just by what you eat, how you work out, how active you are. And we know this, and yet... Cardiovascular, I believe now is the number one killer in the United States. And also obesity is a big problem just worldwide, not even just in the United States. I'm not quite sure if just paying people to work out is going to be the answer, but I would love to see as the technology evolves to see if it, I'm sure it will motivate a small percentage of the population. Uh, as it is, I think the population that's actually on Web3 is pretty small. So it would affect a smaller population. But I would think that these at, in the early stages are a lot of people that are always sitting down in front of a screen or multiple screens. So that might be something good. And I'm always open to see how technology can evolve. And these are just the early stages. So that's on web three and the apps. The other one is pretty much everything is smart now. You have smart watches, smart weights, smart pants, smart shoes. So I wanted to kind of take a deeper dive into what are all these features. And the smart weights, I looked into them basically. It's like having a dumbbell. There's actually a variety of them now, but I'll, I'll go with the dumbbell ones. And I, I would need to look into it further. But if it breaks, basically it's one dumbbell or two, and you just kind of turn a knob and it 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 basically will make it heavier, or lighter. So like from five pounds, 10 pounds, 20 pounds and more. My question is if it breaks, if it breaks, then what happens? Can you not turn it and make it a, a different weight or would it just be the tech part? Because the tech part 
what it's going to do is it's going to report it to the app so that you can keep track of how many reps and sets you actually did, less counting. Although there is one company, and I, I got to get them on, they reached out to me that with their iPhone app, it's basically tracking everything for you, uh, AI. So it doesn't really matter if you're doing push-ups or pull-ups, the actual machine or weight won't have to do it for you. Because after a while, like just to give you a couple examples, we have the Nordic Track Studio Smart Elliptical, then the Mirror, which is a display-free. And most of these, just to give you an idea, I think the elliptical is 400 maybe more. I could be off on that one. The mirror is uh, about 1,500, probably the low end. Temple Studio starter display, that's uh, about 2,500. Stationary stair trace bike, open, uh, it's about 1,400. And then the Tono, which is one of LeBron James investments, workout display is about $4,000. And if we basically start getting everything is individualized and giving us separate stats. We're still going to need some major or one central place to be able to put all our statistics instead of having just, for example, I use a, a running app and then I, it, it integrates with other apps so that you can share the information. Otherwise, you're going to have your app for your weights and then your app for your, you know, treadmill and then your app for your elliptical and I like the idea of having the watch do it. So it doesn't really matter what you're using. The watch is keeping track of it. Unfortunately, I didn't get a chance to try it. And that is only because I have, I think this is series three on the Apple watch. And you have to have one of the newer ones to be able to use it. But I love the idea of the smartwatch. So we all know about the smartwatches, lots of different brands. Some of them, I think the Corals, which are very popular in running they can go about a week without actually having to charge it or anything like that. But the one that I kind of basically took a deep dive into today was the Smart Socks. And as I was looking, I probably mispronounced it because they're from the UK and oh, I'm going to pronounce it with like a Spanish accent, but it's Sonoria Core Socks. The ones that they came out with is called Smart Sock V 2.0. So I started looking into them. It looks like they've been around for nine, 10 years. And the first, this is not the first version. The first version, kind of like everything when it starts, it's clunkier, a little bit bigger, maybe not as convenient mo most of the time. So before what you would do is you'd put on the socks and then the, the front of the sock had like three little spikes. And then you would put like a little bracelet, ankle bracelet over it. And then you'd have to put the sock folded over to make sure it doesn't move around. And then what that would do is it would report your statistics to an app. I thought that was pretty cool, but a little bit clunky. And so now with the, the smart sock B 2.0, that little ankle part is completely gone. They're just sensors. They are pretty pricey. It's $199 for a pair of socks. And when you get that pair of smart socks, only one of the socks actually has the sensors. If you want both socks, and, and if you want to buy an extra pair of socks, it costs you $49. And it comes with a USB charger, and then those little ma magnetic snaps that go into the sock. It's supposed to be, you know, the new material where it's like kind of dry fit, and then it gives you audio uh, cues, the app. App was very impressive. And what I saw, the video was from like seven years ago. They haven't updated their YouTube or 
any of their social media or even their website that I could really tell. Now, if you want, if you want to be able to get both socks with both two sensors, then you're looking at four hundred dollars, three hundred and ninety-eight. If you want to buy an extra pair of socks, it's going to cost you forty-nine dollars. But if you want both socks to have the sensors, it's going to cost you an extra sixty-nine dollars. Which to me, I'm like, okay, that's pretty cool, but really socks? Do I need $400 socks or even $200 socks? So what they're specifically getting at is that running, especially if you're like on a sprinter, you know, you really want to control your dorsiflex when you're running. Also, according to Daniel Lieberman, who's a professor of biological science at Harvard, he says running on your heels is no different than getting hit by a sledgehammer a thousand times per mile. So basically the way you are landing, the way if you're a heel striker, you can very be, be causing a lot of damage. I've talked about this a lot. Now, to me, there's an alternative if you're a heel striker. Uh, and yes, the, the I, I actually didn't know about the whole sledgehammer part, but I know that heel striking is not good for you. I actually did a whole show unboxing it, and I'll be doing one tomorrow where you could see the follow-up of it. But if you don't want to spend $200 on socks, another alternative you can do is the solo tip bar. And the tip bar will help you get stronger so that when you do impact the ground it helps reduce all that jarring force because your your tibs will be stronger and when you heel strike it'll be basically the stronger you are the less chance better chance of injury prevention you can also use a tib bar you can actually find uh, my my discount code is athletic definition and you can go to the tib the tib bar guys website I'll leave all the links on the show notes. And then if you want to go ahead and purchase these items yourselves, then instead of buying $200 socks, it's a great alternative. It's actually, I would say, uncommon workout equipment. What the technology does with those apps is basically, I saw it, and it, remind you, this is like seven years ago. They had augmented glasses, and while you're running, it's telling you, hey, you're on your heel too much on your left foot. Try to land on this portion and you could kind of see the stats in front of you. So I thought that was very cool. It's telling you, hey, you're going a little bit too fast. Slow it down, slow down your pace. So it would also tell you about the pace as well to slow it down, which I thought was very cool. So then that led me to the whole smart glasses. And I started looking into smart glasses and I'm like, because I couldn't find more. And on their website, I see that they have a like smart seat for wheelchairs and other things as well, a bracelet. But I couldn't find any glasses. But from what I saw, I'm like, that's very cool. So then I found another company and it's called, and by the way, anything besides the the link that I, re, I mentioned, the tip guy, these other companies are not sponsoring me. And with the tip guy, he's not sponsoring me. It's a fiddly link. I get a little kickback and you get a great workout tool. All right, so with uh, the smart glasses is Active Look. Their Active Look is a company. They come in five different styles. They range, I found them for about 330 up to 400, maybe possibly more depending on where you live. They're designed really for athletes, runners, 
skiers. I saw mountain bikers. What was it? Parachuting. And it's very cool. It's kind of like when you watch old episodes or older episodes of CSI where they have the computer screen kind of in front of them. So they're augmented glasses. So you can see your pace. You can see your heart rate. You can see your lapse time. You can see the distance, the power. It tells you to slow down or speed up. So it's coaching you along while, just for example, it's really cold. You don't want to have to take off your gloves You to just look at your watch. That could be an inconvenience or you're losing time every time you're like looking down, your form's changing a little bit. So every time you're looking at your watch, you're losing your form a little bit. Or when you're on a mountain bike, it, it, especially on those mountains where you're hugging the, the turns and cars are sometimes going down really fast or speeding up, you want to be focused on the road. And by staying focused on the road where you could see how fast or how many miles you've gone, you don't have to keep turning around. So I could see a lot of advantages to it. I definitely like that. I'd be more willing to part some bucks to get me smart glasses than smart socks. Although I really did like it if for the professional, the Olympic people with dreams, as far as technique and really, really get down to the analytics of, of your form. Or if you just have that money and you just are taking running really seriously, it's something that you can get for yourself. The other thing is smart pants. A smart pants is, I saw them for yoga. The only thing I negative I heard on the yoga pants is they don't give you information unless you're actually doing those yoga poses. Depending on the yoga pose you're doing, you'll get feedback. But it, Besides that, it's not going to give you any additional information to the app. I didn't get a chance to see how much the price were. And then the other smart pants that I saw, there, I couldn't find the price either. Or I just saw like a little video of what they do. But they're done with a special strand technology that's very thin, so it's wearable. It can actually tell you when the whole purpose of this smart pants to tell you when you're fatigued. When you're fatigued is when you have a greater chance of being injured. Most people, I don't think, have the problem of overtraining, but if you do happen to be those people who can never stop, then that might be a good alternative. Doesn't really say as of now what they, what are their levels or categories to inform you or what, what their perception is or what they're actually labeling as fatigue. That way they can tell you to slow down or not. It's early stages once again. I don't know how long that company's been around, but I definitely would love for them to do something for jujitsu. I'd always wanted to track on jujitsu how you can, I mean, you do, you, you train for sometimes like an hour and a half or two, everything is being grabbed. You can't wear smartwatches. You could, but if someone grabs it and breaks it, it's basically on you. And a lot of the things like materials that they're putting on, I think that would get damaged basically depending on who you're rolling with and so many other scenarios. So I'm looking forward to the technology advancing better so we can do some tracking of jujitsu. If there is a company out there that's working on it, I'd reach out to me. I'd love to have you on and talk about it. The other one that I saw is, of course, smart, oh, smart shirts, even tank tops. Basically, it's built in heart rate monitor. I'm not quite sure about the shirts. Same thing. It's going to have to do with the materials. I want to find out about washing. Do you have to remove sensors and everything else? 
And right now, everything seems to be pretty pricey, at least for the average person. As everything advances, usually prices go down. Looking forward to this being more obtainable for the average person. Because sometimes when you lose a little bit of motivation, it could be buying yourself a brand new pair of shoes or working out with partners or getting some new tech and it gets you back on your routine so you can get back to you, your normal being disciplined. But when you fall off, something like this might be helpful. I don't think that any of these things will be the one solution that you need for anything. That's not what I think that the, the whole intention of this. And then I started thinking about shoes, of course, for everything. And the, the thing that I probably found the most interesting were the Nike Adapt BBs. They've been around for quite some time. They were inspired by the future shoes from Back to the Future, basically the Nike mags, I think they're called. These are self-tying shoes. They light up the display, the color changes. I, I saw the potential, what is it, Fit Tech or something technology. I could see already as for runners, this technology will be great. And for every other, there's so many things that I could see evolving from this to make it very convenient. And I would definitely love to see running shoes because my feet swell and pretty much everybody's feet will swell after running 26.2 miles. So you start off with your feet not swollen. And then as you running, maybe your shoes do have to adjust. And then that way you could actually feel better and recover faster. Of course, if, if, they, if they keep themselves from getting untied, because I didn't really see laces, but they kind of kind of like conform to your foot, then I could see basically not having to stop and tie your shoe, which could lose time in your race. And these are for basketball. So I could just see what's going to happen as far as tracking and movement and everything else. Looking forward to the, the shoe technology, getting more out there on not just basketball, because those shoes, I think, retail when they come out and they're very limited edition, run you about $350. And then from there, people just buy them and put them on the black market or eBay. I've heard they they go up to like $5,500. So that's probably like the one negative. As we get into Web3 and NFTs, that will be a solution that we could avoid as far as everyone just buying it up and kind of hoarding it just to sell it on the secondary market with NFTs. We'll be able to know exactly who's selling it or ban people from doing things like that. I don't think necessarily it's all bad. There should be a way for you to make money uh, on the secondary market as well. But there should be rules because some people, like everything, of course, want to take full advantage. And then in sports, so many things have already changed in professional sports and will continue to change in professional sports as well. Just for example, right now, I think that the main thing that will be used, and it's already being used, even companies like Amazon is part of the NFL, just analytics. An, an, analytics on what, what you're doing during the sport and your performance. And that way, knowing how to read the analytics, that way you can actually make the proper changes during a game, for example, and then be more effective. So I think performance analytics is going to be huge. Biomechanical data uh, that, that calculates optimal patterns of movements, 
to be efficient, I think that's going to be huge. And not only for professional sports, but I also feel that that's going to be for the home workout, for the personal use as well. Through fan engagement, they basically want the fan to be able to feel more at home. And one of the ways they can do that is it's going to be a combination of smart stadiums. And through smart stadiums, there, there would be like AI-based crowd segments. And basically, you can kind of get different sections of just say, for example, you want to sit on the 50-yard line. You could. And then you want to sit when your team is virtually, of course, augmented. Then you want to be on the end zone when they're about to score. So you could change the perspective of where you're sitting. And then with that, of course, they're, they want analytics for themselves so they could you know, have you buy more food at the concession stands or maybe some more merchandise. So what they're going to be able to do at the smart stadiums is track your emotions as far as uh, snack delivery and, and seats to the stadiums, and which will make you more engaged as far as a fan with connectivity being better in each stadium. Because a lot of times, at least at the stadiums I've gone to, the connection, depending on your company, isn't the, that good. But as they make it better, throughout the stadium and even the parking lot with technology it should make it faster to check in parking spots anything like that with apps that you can avoid waiting long lines maybe even going to the concession stand to buy you know hot dog or a beer whatever it is that you're buying and the other thing will be collectibles collectibles with nfts they're still working it out as far as a lot of what you get with an nft or let's say even I think that the NFTs are really going to go towards collectibles and ticketing. Ticketing will eliminate the scalpers, the, the black market for resale tickets. And then the issuer of the ticket could collect a royalty payment or in theory, depending on their, I'll, I won't go too deep into it. And then also collectibles for you as well. Let's say you went to a Super Bowl or a playoff game and you happen to be there and then instead of you can take that ticket and maybe you get some special perks and you resell it. And then in your contract, you put that anytime if that ticket's resold, you get a perk. So then the issuer of the ticket gets a perk and you get a perk. And I think that would be really good fan engagement. Although if you're a real fan, you probably won't want to sell something like that. The other thing that they're going to be doing is a lot with injury prevention. I saw that there's a company called, I don't know if I got the name of it. No, I didn't. But basically what they do is they simulate game NFL football situations and they do it with power holograms. I looked it up. I thought I had the name of the company so I could share it with you and I didn't, but it looked pretty realistic and I wasn't wearing any special glasses. I've, I've thought about that, you know, when you're injured, if you could simulate it, if it's the same, I don't know about simulation at least at this point where what, what i've seen and what have i experienced compared to the real thing also how would, will it translate to other sports basketball jujitsu running let's say i, I want to know like how good is it because i know for football okay you're simulating you're running you're they were on the field they're just wearing glasses you can avoid the big hits the computer's going to hit you you know you got sacked according to the computer you never know because 
I've seen the craziest moves where people bounce off. But let's say you break an arm or you break a leg. Will you be able to simulate so you keep that edge, that split-second decision-making, and still practice? And when you come back, will you be the same as a shooter, as a runner, as a jiu-jitsu player? So many questions. As I know, though, the technology's 10 years, 5 years, depending on the company, or less. We'll see. But it, it looks very interesting. The other thing that has changed a lot in professional sports is how athletes are getting paid. Uh, Aaron Rodgers was one of the first to make a deal, and he took a partial, partial salary uh, as far as in Bitcoin. And I wonder now if his new contract has any portion of it being paid in Bitcoin. Beckham, when he signed with the Rams for the one-year deal, his $1.25 million deal was all in cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, I believe, as well. Messi, soccer player, he took a portion of his new contract last time he got one, and he got paid in partial PSG fan tokens, which I'm not even, I never really heard of them, but maybe it's because they're from a different, uh, I don't really follow soccer, so don't know, but I've never heard of them. NASCAR, Landel Casillos, he did, I think, like a contract with 19 racist sponsorships with cryptocurrency. And he said he was actually a, a crypto miner back in the day. Saquon Barkley in 2021, he took all his endorsement deals to be paid in Bitcoin. It goes on. I mean, uh, on and on. Big names like Andre Guadala got a portion of his contract paid in Bitcoin. Clay Thompson at one time did as well. Never really said how much of it. And I know, I know Iguodala took a hit. I think when he got it converted, it was worth 42000 And I think after that, it got down to 30000 But if he's in there for the long game, I don't think he's going to lose. The other announcement that was made as far as like Bitcoin and oh, a while back, it was a UFC when they teamed up with Crypto.com. And it announced that it would pay Bitcoin bonuses to the fighters, basically in Bitcoin. And now, if you watched any of the recent UFCs, it says VeChain is the first layer one blockchain partner of the UFC. And I, I know I looked at VeChain before, so I went back and I was going to do a whole show on UFC and VeChain, but the VeChain is kind of complicated, so I didn't really want to try to explain that. What they're going to do is they're going to take certain athletes from UFC and, and ambassadors and probably do some commercials for them and they are going to pay them in some sort of cryptocurrency, some way for them to make endorsements. So as cryptocurrency, as Web3, as NFT develops more and more and smart technology, it's just going to keep evolving in our fitness life, in sports life, in fans life, which pretty much I think touches majority of people because there's so many sports fans everywhere. There's so... And then your experience as a sports fan, going to the game, watching it virtually, or working out and the technology that you wear when you work out. If it's hurting you or helping you, time will tell. I don't, I think it's good to be able to not take your watch or your phone with you and run and still kind of have a good sense of your body. And just for example, say, I'm kind of tired today. I don't really need a, a heart rate monitor to tell me slow it down today or no it's just a mental thing push through it 
So benefits, drawbacks, time will tell, and it will definitely be on an individual case. But I'm excited for technology to keep developing and letting you know about it. And as more tech keeps coming out and emerging regarding sports, fitness, the metaverse, all that, you can be sure that I'll be bringing it to you. I did my first NFT for athletes show over a year ago and also fitness in the metaverse. And I just kept digging and digging more and more into it. And I, as I mentioned, I, no matter what you hear me mention as far as like affiliates or links or referrals, I won't mention something that I won't spend money on, on myself. So as far as the tip bar and the, the solo tip bar, I paid for it myself. It was not sent to me. It was not given to me. It was not, hey, do a review and we'll send you this. No, it's something that I believed in. And I known the guy for a while. So I told him, hey, you know what? I'd love to become an affiliate. Do you have a link? And that's pretty much how it, it goes. Any company that I've bought their product and I believe in their product, because not everything that I purchase works. And this is something that worked for me. It may not work for you. So even if I'm telling you, hey, it worked for me, it may not work for you now, it may work for you in the future, or it may never work for you, for you at all. I'm a huge fan of Bruce Lee, and Bruce Lee always said, Takes, take what is useful and disregard what isn't, and you can apply that to all aspects of life. But as I mentioned, the Web3 to me is not going away, the NFTs. So if you are interested in getting your own NFT website, I also have a referral for Unstoppable domains and you can get your own nft and also they don't pay me for this but i have an affiliate link so it works for me because you get a discount and then i will get a discount as well and i own over 20 fitness nft websites so it's something personally that i believe in that i'm developing and i want you the audience to join me as we kind of can learn together about web3 and really i just want to provide like useful uh, products, services that'll be beneficial, that's not ripping off the people, and that you will be happy with, whether it's a T-shirt and a workout program with an NFT, and who knows what else, but I definitely got some ideas. A year ago, over a year ago, I was like, how can the average athlete make some money with NFTs? And I saw that some gyms are already doing it where you can virtually go and work out, take some yoga classes and and other things and i'm like oh that's pretty interesting i like what they're doing as far as but it's in the metaverse and they they had a lot of traffic go through in the metaverse i'm still i i don't have any uh the glasses oculus or anything like that so i still you can go in the metaverse through a regular computer or your app phone depending on what app so i've done it that way but for me to actually want to work out and on hot days like this do i want to be wearing something that's going to make me sweat more that maybe by me sweating i'll damage the electronics no but i'm a big fan of the whole technology and what's happening so be sure to be on the lookout for more shows let me know would you like this show to just be about fitness tech and sports and continue this new series i'd love for your feedback should I completely discontinue the athletic definition, latest sports and fitness news, or kind of keep it a different segment? Because there's a lot of sports and fitness that I want to talk about. I'll give you a couple examples. The new George Foreman movie coming out. 
want to check it out. So it's a little bit of everything, what's going on, things like that. Uh, speaking of movies, thank you for everybody sticking around. I want to let you know I'm starting a new series here. It'll probably be about 10 or 11, 12 episodes maybe at the most. Uh, it's going to be basically, if you're a Rocky Balboa fan, I'm going to be covering all the Rocky movies, all the Creed movies, and a couple bonus ones, which is ESPN's The Real Rocky Balboa, and then the Just Keep Punching documentary, which is covering Drago versus Rocky. And I'll be, I mean, I've watched those movies so many times, I could tell you errors in the movie. So definitely going to be talking about Rocky. Be sure to join me. The first episode will be next Friday. And that'll be here live on Fireside. So be sure to follow me, catch it. And speaking of Fireside, for those of you watching the stream, Fireside is the first Web3 interactive platform. A lot of people are like, what does that mean? So basically, it's a streaming platform that you can actually interact. And I know a lot of people are like, well, I could interact on YouTube or Twitch. You can interact, but only by messages right here. And just for example, it's not the same like Instagram because on Instagram you can have four people and then trust me over here, it's, you got emojis, you got interactive, you can bring people up on, on the virtual stage, have up to four people on camera and on and on and on. So it's way different. Be sure to check it out. This is where my exclusive home, where I do all my shows. And after that, you get to watch it or listen to it everywhere else. And then the other thing I want to mention is uh, this is probably one of the longest research. I always research my topics. It takes me time. I, I And I'm working on basically energy drinks. I've been doing a lot of energy drinks. Not that I, I first of all, I don't think that we should be really drinking energy drinks. I know that they're not good for us. Regardless, people are going to do what they're going to do. And I wanted to contribute by saying out of all the energy drinks, I drank. This one made me feel jittery. This one didn't. This is what I have found out about energy drinks as I did this experiment. And hopefully you can pick the one with the least amount of poison or that'll cause the least amount of damage to you as a person. And and when I say energy drinks, I mean all of them. I'm talking from Prime. I'm talking from Celsius. I have a couple couple examples here. Uh, this one is called Sparkling Ice Caffeine. This one's called Good Idea. By the way, none of these companies paid me for... Oops. That's why I didn't want to do the cans. And there's more. And some of these, I uh, this is C4. Some of these, this is uh, different flavors. So some of them I, I got tried more than once to try different flavors like the prime and some of them i i got more than once because i'm like did that really make me feel good or was it something that i ate or was i having a good day or did that really make me feel jittery did that really make me feel bad so i drank it again to investigate further to make sure what it was also got some uh, other c4 the bigger version and then i got ghost as well and i'm excited because i am an ambassador for this one this one right here so i will also throw it in the links but today it came in the mail my goat feel and this is by jerry rice created by jerry rice that's right former nfl super bowl multiple super bowl winner greatest of all time the goat 
Jerry Rice. Now his energy drink, I believe, has 200 milligrams of caffeine, which a lot of that's kind of standard on a lot of them. 200 milligrams. Not we'll, we'll get in, into all that, but this one uses mushrooms as well. And if you know I'm a fan of mushrooms, you can check out my past show on the psilocybin in sports, uh, mushrooms in sports. Kind of dove into a lot of different topics, but I know the benefits of mushrooms and what they can do. So I'm interested in trying this one as well and seeing how I feel. And now that I learned more about energy drinks, kind of compare some of the ingredients, regardless, people are going to still drink Monster. And I still got to, uh, speaking of Monster, test that one, Red Bull, Rain, and Rockstar. Even though I've had them before, I'm doing this all for you, my listeners. And that way you guys can make the best informed decision out of all the energy drinks that I've had. And if you decide to get goat feel, anything you get, it's on your own. It's not because I'm telling you it's going to work because what works for me may not work for you. And what I like, you may not like. So always do your own research and try something out. And just remember, some things may be your stomach might be able to take. And then six months from now, it may not. And then you go back to you can eat it again or nutrition because I know it's happened to me. Some things I'd be able to stomach. And then I'll give you an example. I think I've been marathoning, what, 18 years now? 18 years. So they have goos that you take. And I used to be able to take goos, no problem. And then for a while, my stomach's like, oh, can't do goos anymore. So then I went to jelly, kind of like gummy, gummy bears, but blocks. And then I probably did that for maybe two years. And then my, my stomach said, nope, can't do that anymore. It just wasn't working. I went back to goose and my stomach was able to take goose again. So same thing with all these products. I'm very skeptical about products. A lot of them make extraordinary claims. And basically, I am just want to break it down. I don't, you know, it's bad that they tell you, oh, they they make more claims than of course, they're marketing and everything, but that's the whole point. You know, it'd be nice to be able to just look at a can and, and know exactly how many calories it has without having to do some math. Well, how many how many uh, drinks are in this one can and everything else? It'd just be so much better. People are still going to get it. If if we know now that you know, alcohol is bad for you or beer or so much of it, people are still buying it. Coca-Cola, same thing doesn't matter. People are going to choose their vices, but at least we can do it informed. That's all. Like without having to be deceptive about your advertisement, just be informed of what you're taking and that it's not so difficult for the consumer to be able to drink this or eat that without having to know, oh, well, this says it's two servings, but the label in the back is only for one. So now I got to do it's not very convenient at all for the consumer. So this is episode 187, approaching 200. Thank you everybody much. So far, it's been a great journey. I will be approaching 200 episodes. Well, I will be approaching two years podcasting in May, and my goal is to hit 200 episodes by then. So thank you everybody for joining. Till next time, Coach Ray Z, Athletic Definition, and I'm out.